Oh, hello, the internet. You caught me off guard there. I was just in my car looking at some old Sports Illustrated for kids, uh, mostly because there were tradable cards in there that were perforated you could take out. It's a long story short. Real I wanted one that had Ricky Henderson in it. Anyway, I'm. But thank you so much, uh, TA. But let's get into it. It's mm-hmm. season 154, episode one of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. And sometimes you don't even have to go that deep to get completely freaked out. But we do say this off the rip, officially, fuck the Koch brothers, as in Coke Industries, fuck Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, fucking J.K. Rowling, and fuck Fondant, too. That's the new thing we're saying. I officially say not fuck Fondant. Did you hear what happened to the cake boss, Miles? No. talk about that. What happened? This is a really depressing way to start the episode. The cake boss, and if you if this is gross to you, fast forward fifteen seconds. The cake boss's hand got mangled because he his hand got caught in his own bowling alley. Like oh, bowling I heard alley, about this bowling ball dispenser. Yeah. His hand got all sucked up into it. We got to give fondant a break this week. I'm just saying fondant is in is having a hard week. Now I want to say while I, that is a tragedy. That has nothing to do with fondant, and I'm just and I hate to do that Life right there. Have such a strong take. King of fondant, they're king. I, He's sick. I guess, but then in a way, I'm like, you're kind of like ripping off a whole Fairly Brothers IP thing there with the hand in the bowling alley things like kingpin. Anyway, uh, I digress because today is Monday, October fifth, twenty twenty, and I am Miles Gray, aka. It's always around me, all these signs saying Wear a mask, but I don't really fuck with science So I'll let it happen, let it happen I'm gonna get COVID, let it happen, let it happen Okay, shout out to my own brain there that coming up with that Tame Impala inspired AKA because I'm, you know, giving myself a little bit of social media break for my own benefit. Uh, But I am thrilled to be joined in the guest spot, in the co-host spot, in the co-pilot seat. And really, let's be real, the pilot seat. And I'm just, I'm at the the levers and stuff, but she's doing all the work. Please welcome Captain. Yeah, I already talked about Buddy Velastro's hand. (laughs) Let's have to bring it, bring the plane on down. Captain Jamie Loftus. All right. I don't know. I, I, let me figure out if I can sing, uh, this song. I'm not totally sure how it goes. Um, for gay goddamn spork in my head with Zamboni. Is that close? That's oh, close yeah. That zombie. was Cranberry Zombie. No, that was Thank on I just, point. That's, uh, that's from Christy Yamaguchi, man. Always love an opportunity to turn the knife on Forky. Was that? Was that within moments of your tweet begging Zeitgang for AKA? There was just a response yeah. like that? Yeah. Damn. there. I, I paraphrased it a little bit because I'm not sure how the whole song goes. But <laughs> really, incre- you ask the Zeitgang for an AKA, they deliver every single goddamn time. Now I have 30 backups for the, for the next time. Oh, shit. Well, shout yeah. out to Zeitgang. Just put it in the yeah. air and they will respond. Okay, Ooh. well, today, Jamie, we and everybody, Oh, we've got yeah. something nice. We got something special here. We got a not just a we're not a third seat. We got a third and a fourth seat. When these aren't just regular old guests, these are They're, brilliantly woo-hoo. talented people. One person you might be familiar with, another person you might also be familiar with. Maybe you're familiar at the same time with their work. If not, this yeah. is the introduction for you. But I am honored to welcome to this show 
our guests today, Carolina Barlow and Devin Leary. Welcome. Yay, thank you. Welcome. It's so nice to have a a, a nice four-hander episode. Feels like a proper hangout now, rather than just three people screaming. This is the most people I've hung out with. Yeah, what's new? (laughs) What's new as we ask here? We don't ever ask how you doing, because we already get it. We already know about the dread. But what's new? What's new with uh, Carolina and Devin? Let's see. We have been both just reeling over the news the past few days, which is an evergreen comment, but mm-hmm. <laughs> today specifically, and I will say we rarely get good news the past four years, but today feels like a good news day. Possibly. Who knows? Well, who knows what direction it could go? And we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. We got theories, though. Today feels like a joy that we deserve, and I feel that we should just exalt in it, as the Christians would say. Mm. And even if it doesn't turn into anything, we deserve this this moment. Let us and dance yeah. tonight. Let us dance tonight. And just um, bask in it, like Carol. It was like... A nice, it, it was the nicest moment I've felt since Bernie won California. I think that was the other <laughs> night this year where I was like, this is nice. I feel good. Things might fall as shit, but I feel good right now. And that's all that matters. We'll get into that because that's definitely, that's that's been on everybody's brain. Uh, yes. About the, I think, I think we're all talking about, are, are, we, are we all talking hands. about the same thing? Minecraft Steve? Being in Super Smash yes, Brothers? Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. Uh, but yeah, th- and it, it's been a moment. A lot of people have been asking for that character to enter Smash. But also, I think that could also coincide with the president's diagnosis or test results. And we Wait, what? are definitely going to get into that. I'm, uh, <laughs> Wait, we'll see. who? Who? We're going we're, we're gonna to reconcile all of this in the podcast. And that is our promise to the listener. Uh, so before we do that, we got we to gotta just tick down. Uh, down the list really quick. And we're going to get to know Caroline and Devin much better. Uh, but we're going to talk about Governor Greg Abbott of Texas just showing everybody he's down to rat fuck the election. Oh my just God. letting it be fucking known. He's here for full rat fuckery. Uh, then we'll get into the other news. Trump has COVID? No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I thought you don't believe in science. Well, now I do because it helps my argument. I don't know it what's going on. I'm so nervous that this episode is like that we recorded a little early because it's like, God damn, by the time Monday morning, who knows? Who knows? Yes. Yeah. I and we'll get into all our theories. I think that'll be our moment to all get our theories out and figure out what we see is gonna happen, maybe even take some bets. Uh then we will go over the things we do know. Okay, we don't know what's going on with him, but we do know some things about who had it, who's seen what, what they decided to do when, where, and how, and the room where it happened. Also, uh the Trump is the Trump campaign or administration is just using food, I think, to bribe people into voting for him, but it's it's a very uh, heavy-handed approach. And then we'll get into some fun stuff or just an interesting discussion where a lot of people have been talking about have introverts or extroverts been thriving with like lockdowns and social distancing. And there's like a loose study. I won't say like a full blown, like this is a really airtight thing, but it it raised some questions uh, that I think is worth talking because for me is like, I I don't, I I feel like mostly an introvert, Uh, but with extrovert tendencies, we'll get into that. And also somebody sucker punched Rick Moranis, you know, what the fuck is going on? absolutely terrible news you know that's you get your good with your bad you know what i mean maybe the you just, some things are happening good sometimes the bad things come up too this but, is an origin story someone's gonna go after 
these assailants. It's just one it, guy. It'll what? be it'll be John Wick. There's going to be someone out there who's not okay with this and will it's seek that, vengeance. Yeah. I definitely thought about the taken speech. <laughs> or it's going to turn him into the Joker too and Rick Moranis is going to become an incel and become enraged at the world that caused this injustice to him potentially. Sure. Or it's sort of tangentially connected to that. The people who avenge Rick Moranis are all those toxic Ghostbusters fans that hated the Paul Feig version. Mm-hmm. Whoa. They're like, we'll, we'll get him, Rick. We'll protect you, bro. <laughs> That We're actually the streets. sounds a lot more likely. <laughs> Those are real introverts. Those are the, yeah. the biggest introverts. <laughs> uh, the but chads. before we, we chat all that nonsense up, let's get into the real nitty gritty. Uh, Carolina and Devin, what is something from your search histories that is revealing about who you are? I think this was my answer last time I was on the pod. I really do. And, and it's because it's my daily search. And that is, there's two things. I, I looked up Amy McGrath recently because- I saw a cartoon campaign ad that I don't know if this is real or not that she potentially released that was a little bit pro-Trump. It was anti-Mitch McConnell and it was pro-Trump at the same time. I don't know if this is real or not, but it was of a cartoon of Trump, a.k.a. draining the swamp, but Mitch McConnell was a turtle. So I was Googling that to try to see the validity of it, which is very depressing. And I was also, uh, I Google Ivanka Trump, if not every day, every other day, because I just am weirdly invested in taking her down. And I want to see if she's done anything embarrassing, if she's gotten closer to becoming, to being arrested, if Jared's become closer. But for whatever reason, I focus all of my anger towards her as America's, as the GOP's greatest enabler. Yeah. I mean, but she does it so well with her fine handbags. Her veneers. Well, <laughs> well everyone, that whole family. I mean, I let's bring in the veneer say. expert. Well, uh, Jamie, the, what do we think? Trump's Every, everyone's everyone's I think, veneers, I think right? absolutely everyone in the family, except maybe I forget. I always forget. I, I can. Tiffany, definitely. I the there's one of the brothers that might not have them, but I always Eric? confuse them. They yeah. look the same. I think that yeah, the the one of the brothers does not have veneers, and I'm sure that it's brought up. The one that is who identified as a part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> oh, the best. <laughs> okay. No, they have well, the best part of the community. Just like, my favorite kind of veneers, like the worst kind, Joe Biden has these veneers where, first of all, I don't know how Joe Biden got a, some veneers that have twice the amount of teeth that a normal person has, but his are like, he has like unitooth, like the teeth yeah. are all the same length. Yeah, it's, it's I like that. haunting. We call them, like, we okay, call I them want, cartoon what chompers. I, what if I had 75 teeth that were all the same size and shape? Hillary Duff has those. Hillary yeah. Duff has yeah. cartoon yeah. chompers. Or the and ones so that I would like Ivanka. to look like a ninja turtle. So does Ivanka. Yeah. Devin, what is something from your search history? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say this reveals something about my personality because sure. that scares me, but I had to use it because it was one of the first few things that came up, but there's an explanation for it. Um, and that is die of strangulation without bruising. <laughs> Go on. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Now's Which a good time I to mention that the that. two of you do have a podcast called True Romance yes. that you co-host together. And it's not yes. a true crime podcast. It is not. No, but, but I, yes. 
I do have an obsession with true crime and I was working on a little research project for something I'm writing and I For those of to- those people who can't see what's happening, Devin did like this physical <laughs> affect when she said project, which almost felt like very it, sinister. It like felt like she's gonna take someone down. I have a sinister uh, demeanor, but I I really <laughs> I have to go on record as saying it was a research project. I was just trying to see in in a fantastical world of imagination piece mm-hmm. of fiction, would it be mm-hmm. possible for someone to die of strangulation and have no bruising so that when the police find the body, they wouldn't know that they had and died is this, that way? <laughs> what was the what was the answer? Whoa. Um you can't really die of strangulation without bruising. So You can break someone's yeah. neck though, right? I didn't follow up with that, but probably <laughs> from what I can see on the boys on Amazon, it seems like you can just snap it and nothing shows. Um, so my dad inherited some land from his great grandfather and at a family dinner with all of our relatives, I made a joke about breaking a bone in my dad's neck to kill him and get the land and nobody laughed. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> Everyone That's just scared shelf. at me. And then I found out it was because there's a lot of argument within the family on who's going to get this land. Oh, and shit. I so just right. really made it They're awkward. Like, oh, does she? <laughs> Someone approaches you after dinner to be like, so like, what approach were you thinking? To- yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, so we looked it up. Oh, you can't actually tips. strangle someone without bruising their neck. <laughs> Right, so right, right. that's what you were thinking. Terrifying if someone already was like, actually, I thought about that too. And that's just not the approach you're going to want to take. He's too healthy. He's too it's healthy. Yeah. Work. <laughs> He's too healthy. Uh, Devin, what is something that you think is overrated? I think killing someone by strangulation is overrated because <laughs> it does cause bruising. It doesn't seem worth it. I would say if you're going to do it, there's so many easier ways to do it. And I think a lot of times strangulation gets a lot of attention, a lot of hype because it looks so dramatic. Like Mm -hmm. it looks like so, um, you know, like I'm a big strong man. I'm a big strong guy. I'm so brave. I'm putting my hands around someone's neck. But you know what? In reality, (laughs) I'm I'm strangling someone. (laughs) In reality, it is just a mess. And for me, I don't think I would go that route. So, Okay. I think it's a very brave stance to publicly take. Yeah. yeah. I, by the way, this is my first interview ever. <laughs> so I'm glad that this is what I'm coming out of the gate with is murder methods. But <laughs> no, this um, is perfect. Okay. Per- yeah, this is the exact vibe we were searching for. Okay, oh, great. yeah. And thank you so much for even referring to this as an interview rather than the meandering thoughts of just four <laughs> people going through a 2020 induced like hellscape fever dream. Listen to me. But yes, me, this is an interview. To um, me, this is and a to dream continue this, to continue this very serious interview, uh, Carolina Barlow, I would also like to ask yes. you, uh, what is something that you think is overrated? Overrated. I want to say, I hate to go back and hit her with this, but I think Amy McGrath is insanely overrated and over fundraised for. She has like sixty million dollars or something ridiculous. Whoa. I think mm-hmm. she had $40 million, but I bet that's like doubled with all of the news breaking. And it's just not the campaign we should be as going as hard for. If MJ Hager had that in Texas, that would be really exciting. But Amy yeah. is not as 
liberal as she should be. I wish Charles Booker had started his campaign at the same time she had because I think mm-hmm. he would have beat her. And oh, yeah. I'm just... Uh, if she wins, I'll be the first to say congratulations. I'll be the first in line to call Amy and say congratulations. Shake her hand. Yeah. Yeah, really, the Charles Booker, I mean, I, many people were excited because you're like, that's exactly the energy this year is calling for. Not some mm-hmm. establishment person who's going to try and like thread the needle of like trying to be like Mitch McConnell and also not like him at the same time. It's... Uh, you hate to see it, but sometimes that's like when the machine puts its weight behind someone. They're like, nope, sorry, we can't get too many boat rockers, uh, especially not yeah. someone who's going to be in a, a, a race like this. <laughs> I mean, there's so many lesser of two evils races going on right now that it's just ugh, it's like I'm just constantly focused on the three or four races that I'm like, I actually feel like if someone won, this would be this would be good. I have no notes. <laughs> I have no right, notes. Right. I... No notes for this one. I don't think that she's close to Mitch McConnell in any way. And I think that next to Dick Cheney, he has done most harm to America in the past 50 years than anyone else. Mm-hmm. That being said, I just think that we should go as radical to the left as the GOP is going to the right. And I'm just I. Yeah. I, and I think we also have to stop using the term radical. Because ain't nothing radical about just being like, how about we just set a baseline for right. standards of how to treat human beings? That's not sure. That's not fucking. And I think, and I think we even get caught up in that because the like the window has been shoved so far to the right that even anything remotely asking for equality is considered like you've got your fucking beret on and you're you're ready to fucking burn everything. That's like no 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 like we we need a we need a standard of uh, right. human decency that we're we've completely just let go of but yes some uh, would say I, a universal basic income is a good way of describing that yeah and a lot more countries are beginning to experiment with that because they realize how lopsided yeah you know the all of the the amount of uh economic inequality that's just like mm-hmm. rampant across the globe has made people be like i think we just have to do this because like it'll eventually just hollow itself out uh at this rate. right but that's how the machine seems to be moving uh Devin, what is something that you think is underrated? Okay, well, now I'm really hearing Carolina's responses. I'm I'm feeling like I should have come up with some smarter sounding um, Oh, no. No, 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 Devin. But- <laughs> I think that I should represent the highbrow as I do every day, and you should represent right. the lowbrow as you do every day. Yeah, I think I should speak for the garbage people because I think they need a voice. Hey, sanitation um, workers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Staten Island. Uh, no, I don't think Staten Island's trash. I don't want to say that. Um, okay, yeah. Leave SI I'm already, I'm already offending people. I'm not even trying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I what's think... your underrated? Hit, hit me with the lowest brow underrated you got. Okay, so <laughs> I, I actually don't think this is lowest brow, but I can see how oh, okay. many other people would think that it's lowest brow, but I have spent a lot of time in this quarantine thinking about how the show Married at First Sight is underrated because mm. Love is Blind came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Everyone freaked out just because it's like shot with better cameras and it's on Netflix. People <laughs> acted like they would deign to watch this reality show and it's amazing. Married at First Sight walked so love is blind could run nobody talks about it Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. trending on netflix it's always in my suggested section but it's Mm -hmm. not trending it never is and it's 
it's just one of the best reality shows I've ever seen. I don't know why it doesn't have a huge following. If it does, I can't find them and I hope they find me. But I have been deeply, deeply invested in the Married at First Sight world. You caught up? You caught up to this season? I am, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've seen a lot. You know, uh, with, a new, with a contestant named Miles on this season uh, with yes. Karen, I constantly break my neck. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What'd you say to me? <laughs> what about Miles? They're like, Miles has, he's very affectionate and a sensitive guy. I'm like, that's me too. Wow. I'm on this show Ooh. now. I <laughs> love Miles and... First of all, now this most recent episode, they the past two episodes, they've started to bring up like COVID, but nobody's really talking about it besides Miles. Like he keeps saying, like, we're not going to go to a restaurant because of COVID-19. We're actually not going to get to celebrate our anniversary the way we wanted to because of COVID-19. Everyone else is like going on trips, living their best life. Um, yeah, and he's just so I can't I understand. I think Karen has like some trauma and I'm rooting for her to open up. But the whole time I've just been like, wait, how could you not just be like, how did I get this blessed that on a reality show I found a person who's this like intellectual and interesting. Emotionally and intelligent. Yeah. Emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. supportive, like really actually just wants to be married, whereas the rest of them, it's kind of questionable. Yeah. So For people yeah, who I don't know, it's, I'm a season it's such an. Oh, yeah. I mean, and every season has its own flavor. Sometimes you get yes. like the most fucked up people who are just gaslighting their partners the whole time. And you're like, whoa, yes. this is getting a little murky. Other times you're like, oh, shit, they weren't feeling each other at all. And they're like starting to love each other. Yes. Oh, my God. This is great. She's finally letting her guard down and he's starting to actually open up about his own shit. This is how you make shit work. So in yes. a way, like it's it can be very uh, invigorating. And but also gives you those trash moments you need to be a reality show. I've also been watching Single Town on HBO Max. Whoa, Ooh. that one! I've never heard a, of that. That's a ride, yo. This one this is, is the new. exact. It's a situation where it's people that the couples that have been together for a while are at that point of either they're going to call it quits or they need to date other people to realize they need to be back <gasps> together. So they split Ooh, the couples stressful. up and. They go and they they live their single lives, like meeting new people. And at the end of like every week, they come back and say, do we want to like they open up a box and it's like, do we want to stay back together <gasps> or do we want to continue being single? And sometimes they mismatch. But also it's like a, the worst nightmare for anybody in a relationship where you're like, you'll then see footage like the other uh, one side of the couple will see footage of their partners like going on dates and shit. And they're like, oh, my God. They're like, this This person's their type. And then it works out. It doesn't work out. Anyway, all that to say is we have so many ways to ignore our brutal reality. Yes. Uh, and I think, yeah. I've, There's I, a lot I, of options out there. I will be going yes. down that hole tonight, by the way. Signing yeah, up for HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah, sign <sighs> up. Yeah. Why won't they just <laughs> give five it? I just need HBO Max on the goddamn Roku. Oh, yeah. What are they doing? What's, the, what's with the Roku slander? I don't know. I think it's classes. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Carolina, what's something that you think is underrated? As of today, I would say Donald Trump's estimation of COVID was massively underrated. <laughs> but uh, also Chris Christie, you know, we can throw in a bunch of people there. Hope yeah. Hicks, I would say, is massively underrated. I mean, look what yeah. she was able to do. And everyone just thought she was this dumb PR girl when really she was a little Game of Thrones assassin. But... um I besides that, I guess I now I'm thinking about universal basic income and how that's overrated. I underrated. Sorry. And how everyone thought Andrew Yang was just this random guy talking about giving everyone a thousand dollars. But he was absolutely right and was saying something that 
was very much a bellwether for the moment. So, yeah, sorry to be so highbrow, so intellectual. <laughs> if you really want to, you know, uh, get into the kiddie pool, you can talk to Devin about. Yeah, <laughs> DM me. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Well, you know, uh, I literally know nothing about what's going on in the news and have the most shallow understanding of what's going on in the world. But um, besides that, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, OK, well, let's come back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll get into your myths and the stories right after this. And we're back. And let's get into some myths real quick. Caroline, I'm going to start off with you. What's a myth? What do you, What is something people think is true that you know to be false? I know that Ben Affleck is not that smart. I don't know Whoa. this personally. For sure. I don't think he's a genius director. I don't think he's very funny. I think he has frat brother energy. I know he went to Harvard. And if you want another lowbrow answer, people say if you do shave your legs, it grows back looking darker. That's not true. It's because of the angle the hair grows back. Thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast. What the heck? (laughs) That's what it is? I mean, with with Ben Affleck, I feel like anyone who's still on the Ben Affleck is a genius defense force trained, just needs to get out of the train and lay in front of it. Uh, is just simply such a such an easily disproved thing. I have to but say, I, do... I really Wait, how is it? I'm sorry. How is it easily disproved? He has gone through have so many things speak? in his life. Oh, well, just I, and I and I hate to just steamroll here. Just allow me to finish this. He's been through so many things in his life. He's overcome a lot. He's won an Academy Award about a smart guy. Okay, and 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 with all of that, people thought he was done. They counted him out. They said this guy has too many issues. Then he gets a Phoenix back tattoo to sum it all up, his entire life experience. And <laughs> you're saying that ashes. this man is, a, this man, he gets it. He fucking, he's giving you a, the literal, I don't know. I just, I think he's Listen, very, if he I think he's very dumb. If he's good enough for Ana de Armas, I guess I'll continue to accept him into my life. <laughs> but as the, I think I'm just being an oversensitive uh, Boston person because I I'm I just I'm so sick of the man. Although I will say, if you get his coffee order at Dunkin' Donuts, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Ben I think Gordon. he knows his Wait, coffee. Wait, I, I would very much like to change my underrated answer to the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts because yeah, I used to going to Dunkin' Donuts in New York is something that I do miss. And the iced coffee there, I think, is as good as any dessert at any major restaurant. It's amazing. I could have it every day. It's Summed good. Up, I right tried there. I tried the TikTok influencer coffee, the, the, Charlie. the Charlie. And it is so, I like shit for days. It is definitely for teenagers <laughs> and not for adults. Great. Uh, but, it, you know, if you're a growing young person and you need a lot of dairy, then try the Charlie. <laughs> yeah, if you're a young child who needs all that calcium. If you want a glass of milk, please get the Charlie. <laughs> Take some Activia. Yeah. yeah, that as well. Obviously, we're pro-Activia on this show. Uh, and then, Devin, you tell us. Break us down. Break it down. Break down a myth for us. What's something people think is true that you know to be false or vice versa? Well, first of all, I just want to say that when I was 20 years old, I went to a tattoo 
parlor and I said I would really like to get a phoenix rising from the ashes on my arm tattoo, please. Mm -hmm. And the woman was like, have you ever gotten a tattoo before? I said, no. She said, okay, so that's going to be really big. And I think maybe you should pause and think about it because that's a really big tattoo to get for your first time. Wow. I will always be grateful to that woman for stopping me from the rest of my life from saying, oh, it's um, a phoenix um, rising from the ashes because <laughs> I um, had like a really hard time and then I um, like came out of it. So like it's a phoenix I, rising. Wait, when, <laughs> how beautiful. old were you, Devin? It was, I was 20 years old. It was right before I met you. Oh my God. This is, it's like hearing about a near-death experience. Like- I was hoping you're going to be like, yeah, and I want to thank that tattoo artist. And you pull up your sleeve. You're like, because it's the sickest fucking piece I've got. I love it. (laughs) And it's got to be every date I've ever had in my life. No. Um, So that's a little story. A myth that I would like to debunk that actually is very important to me is skincare. So Mm -hmm. my mom has been saying for many years that the cream La Mer which you can buy at all the fancy she-she places for like $250. It's all, all the celebrities use it. The Kardashians mm-hmm. post about it. It's just mm-hmm. a moisturizer. My mom has been saying for many years that it's actually the same exact ingredients as Nivea or... Um, oh. Yeah, that's one. Is it? She's absolutely that. right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. it mm-hmm. might not be Nivea though. It might be a different um, cream. Oh, Activia? It might be Activia that you put on your face. Um, Mm -hmm. Strawberry flavor. No, it's... Cerave? Maybe like... I think it's Nivea cream, but I'll fact check after. And I believed her when she told me that, but this was years ago and I continued buying... I've never bought La Mer, but I always buy into whatever they post on Instagram like so-and-so celebrity swears by Sunday Riley, swears by Drunken Elephant, Haley Baldwin uses Drunken Elephant, blah, blah, blah. You have to have it. Um, mm. So I have spent so much money on skincare, particularly I, for a while, was using this serum that was like $115. And so I would use it like a tiny drop at a time, and then I would try to get every little like bubble out of the bottom of the bottle when it was mm-hmm. done because I was like, this is so crazy that I'm spending this money. But I thought like, it's changing my skin. Flash forward to now that I'm in quarantine seven mm-hmm. months. I've stopped mm-hmm. using everything besides CeraVe night moisturizer. Um, and I think I use CeraVe or Cetaphil day moisturizer, both from CVS. My skin looks the exact same. Maybe even better. Yeah. There it is, folks. Hell yeah. So I just want to say it might just be my skin, but I believe that no. all that stuff is bullshit. No. I've tried everything. Like I've tried Anecdotal every... Anecdotal evidence is evidence. That's what I always that's say. What say. That's that's what I'm going to say when they charge me with the strangulation with the bruising. I'm just anecdotal evidence. I'm completely um, on board. I have to completely agree with Devin here and back her up, even though we've never even talked about this before. But (laughs) I was reading an article with a facialist and it was in like a product focused uh, website. And she said, do less. That's her advice. She said, do less. I had a really heavy, expensive moisturizer and it immediately broke me out because it was too heavy and too rich. And sometimes I don't put anything on my face and it looks better. 
And Boom. another thing I'll say is underrated is zit patches. You just throw those on and you go about your day and you don't touch your face and, and it really takes care of you. Oh, okay. Shout out to ZP. Makes me feel young patches. too. Makes me feel 15 again. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean shout out to that mario badescu spot treatment too you know what i mean oh mario badescu zip cream mario badescu zip cream you know i mean we all know we all had to be on camera here <laughs> <laughs> and praying to mario that you come through for me baby all right let's get into the fucking news real quick just real quick because i like these conversations more on skincare <laughs> oh yeah and then anna hosne just wants to come in because she's also a very much skincare expert just in the chat saying your natural oil Skins can do wonders for your skin. Yes, your own natural oils. That's what we've been saying. We all preach natural oils here. I would That's also, what I used to grease my, on, my pans when I cook. If we're on the subject of natural oils, don't shampoo your hair as often, especially right now during a time when we can spend a lot of time indoors. You can let those natural oils start. One summer, I didn't shampoo for a whole summer, and I was totally fine. And then I did have to cut out a piece of my hair because it was dreadlocked. How old was I? 11. Let's cut to the news. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But look at your mane now. It's it's it has of mythic proportions. Has body you shampoo once a week. You shampoo once a week. That's the trick. What? All right. Well, let's talk about uh, this guy, Governor Greg Abbott. I guess he's the this governor is... of this place called Texas, which I guess is like an important state in the scheme of things because we're still tethered to this fucking thing called the Electoral College, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he has basically come out with a proclamation last week saying that he's going to limit the number of mail-in ballot drop boxes in the state of Texas to one per county. Now, you think, okay, maybe that makes sense. But when you think of how fucking sprawling Texas is and how some of these I counties, mean, how big these counties are. Harris it's County alone, yeah. Yeah. Um, to, exactly. Like, exactly. With Harris County, uh, you know, the most populous in the country and it covers, mm -hmm. I believe, like over 1,700 square miles is where Houston is. Uh, yeah. They're just now only going to have one fucking drop-off location. So, it you know. sure as shit is October, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, this is, I mean, this was so predictable because we've just been saying, like, they're trying to do every single possible thing to suppress the votes and i can't think of something more just out in the open draconian bullshit of being like yeah this 1700 square mile county you're gonna have to figure out how to get to this one point no matter where you are and i think the you know the the time of announcement is pretty telling as well of like oh there's this gigantic news item that everyone is going to be talking about let's just slip in some voter suppression mm -hmm. you know on a friday let's get this through and then we can't say we didn't say anything um yeah. when the consequences of this are, are so gigantic so yeah if you live out there please be aware um of the ongoing fuckery to try and basically make it as difficult as possible for you to cast a vote uh if yeah. you are doing so yeah, but it's I mean, this is the this is the part where I'm like, hello, UN, please send outside observers to monitor this fuck fest. Like, I, know, we, I'm like, I feel naive at, at point? this point being like, can anyone stop that from happening? Uh, seems like can no. someone do an America on us? That's what I felt like November 2016. I was like, can someone mm. fly in? And I know I it seemed like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I just couldn't believe that we were left with this guy. It seemed like I'm, for so many decades there had been these, speaking of myths, but like, you know, these very glamorous tales of like the CIA 
coming in and like I guess not glamorous but like assassinating people <laughs> when they needed to right. um, and it's like where are they now what are they up to if there is a deep state what are they thinking if there no, is a it's scandal Trump. it's Trump you know like he has yeah. there's our he already has too many stooges in so many different levels that can allow for a lot of this shit to go forward which is sort of like the ironic thing is that the few like that they sort of uh disingenuously spin any like attempt at accountability as being like there's a fucking it's the deep state uh mm-hmm. so it's, that's i'm very curious if uh, if we have any listeners who are volunteering at polls um as well because i feel like that's going to be such a big discussion on top of obviously early voting and mail-in voting but i know some people in some states who are volunteering at poll centers or working at poll centers that are being trained and then I technically got hired to be a poll worker, but no one has communicated with me. And I, I, when I call the office, they're like, we don't know what's going on. Don't right. call us. We'll call you. Like, it's just on every level. It's just like also the website nightmare. to volunteer to work a poll in L.A. is so shady. It sends you to another one. They're like, yeah, put your social security number down real quick. You're like, wait, what the it's fuck like- is this? It's like, but I, go, <laughs> yeah, work at pollcenter.ru.biz. And you're just like, is yeah, this like, real? Um, and then you're like, no, we swear to yeah. God, it's real. I'm like, well, you could have done better with the URL and the fist aggressive, like, give me your personal info out the gate. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to, I guess, the the big story. Okay. Uh, now, as you know, full disclosure, we record this Friday. This episode has been recorded Friday. So we yes. just found out. Now, we don't know if... Trump has emerged from the White House seven times his size with fucking fire breathing powers or not. That's my theory. Um, but as of now, we got word that uh, the president and the first lady have tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, this set off like five million simultaneous fucking conspiracy theories all at once. And why wouldn't it? Uh, because nothing yeah. this man says is real. Nothing that comes out of this uh, administration has been fully truthful. And also, like, we're in this, again, fucked up nightmare. We're quite literally, like, we're sort of in... I I still feel like I'm in this mode just waiting for somebody to wake me up and be like, Sir, mm-hmm. your mega yacht is ready to take off. And I'm like, thank you so much. I don't know what I was doing back there. Did my eyes roll You're back in, in my like head for more Bloom than 15 House minutes? Fantasy Island thing. Yeah, totally. Um. So now, like, I just want to kind of break down sort of like the biggest ones that people are talking about immediately, like the takes that were coming off the Internet. First one is he doesn't want to debate anymore. So he had Mm -hmm. like and the last one went so poorly that he's pretending to have the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was our first thought. Devin and I both shared that theory. The next one uh, that's pretty that's getting around too. it's that this is meant to be a total distraction from the like tax cheat story. That being like, oh, COVID. Oh, shit. I forgot that he's Mr. 750 a year. Right. He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm but sick. I need it. I need it. Please. Sir. I, and when I thought this, I thought, oh, yeah, a distraction. But then again, it, it is, I mean, the thing that debunks all of these theories in my head and, and watch all of them be true. But in my perspective, to me, it's so bad for the economy. It shows his supporters that COVID is not a hoax. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a mask suddenly. Fox News has miraculously started showing him wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. The one visual they have of him with a mask on. And it 
it to me this is a nightmare and i for him sorry it's a dream it's a true dream for me and most of my uh friends but it's an actual nightmare for the campaign that after saying that nobody was getting sick at his rallies he himself got sick also the more i thought about it he doesn't think he did a bad job at the debates and he doesn't think he'll lose the next one either like his brain just doesn't work that way it's kind of like robert durst who did the jinx documentary and everyone was like why is this guy doing this documentary when he's just talking about how basically he murdered people and giving it away um they think they can get away with anything and they think they can win in every situation because um their brain doesn't work like ours so i i don't think he would actually come up with a plot for getting out of a place where he could be shown on camera arguing with someone that that doesn't seem likely well that's the thing too with his rallies right that was his favorite thing to do was to do rallies and so a part of me thinks also he actually this isn't my thought it's owen ellickson's on twitter I agree with Owen Ellickson, who said this is his favorite thing to do. So I think this is real because he would definitely want to continue doing rallies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. The narcissism and the ego driven spirit of him is just not one that I it doesn't make sense for him to feign illness, especially when his whole thing is about projecting like fucking Mr. Boner Man 5000. Yeah. Uh, who like is just infallible. That's my screen I- name. yeah i mean i just to to backtrack just a second um i did just want to say that robert durst is innocent and he has not done a crime before right that's right right even um but even on top i mean what as i mean it was last night was fun right it's fun for everyone to go full facebook mom all over the timeline they're like i'm boring wine this is fun like everyone last night was acting like how my mom acts on facebook every single day of her entire life (laughs) and that's fun and i like that for for a second it does i mean i just my concern i don't i fully believe that he has covid but if it's a pretty asymptomatic experience i feel like it's just going to do even more to sow disinformation and ultimately if he makes a full recovery and it's not that much of an issue then i feel like it just fuels what he's been saying the whole time which is it's not that big of a deal and like don't worry i got it nothing happened who gives a shit like that whole mentality who's herman Cain? so who is yeah her yeah. herman game who i don't know it's it, it worries me a lot. I've like the, I have like a, a a few like friends of the family who have just gone full cue and will listen to, you know, t- are taking health tips from this person. And so yeah. I just like as fun as it is to be like, fuck this guy. Like, who gives a shit what happens to him? I just it. I I do feel like no matter which way you spin it, unless he truly gets very very sick and says so this will still result in more disinformation about COVID spreading. And that worries me. Yeah. A lot of people changed pretty quickly from being like, don't worry about masks. And like, it's a hoax to like pray for the president. Like, yeah, it was interesting how the (laughs) people really got, it's that's why some people like, yo, which one is it? Is it a fucking hoax or it's not? Because if it is, then you shouldn't give a fuck what this person's saying. But if you are now concerned, then are so now it's, but again, I think 
we all see this sort of like simultaneous contradictory like logic that goes on with a lot of the supporters. So it's just more of like a frustrating byproduct that, you know, immediately it's like, okay, well, I'm going to contradict myself by now arguing on behalf of this is really shouldn't be talking bad about it because it's, 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 it's a real danger. I mean, best case scenario, he's really, really sick. Bye bye. He's what? Yeah. Best case scenario, he's extremely sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or uh, who knows? It's like at this point, I'm like, I don't even know like what the fuck, what's going to save this year if it's just a fucking asteroid just hits the fucking earth or this guy gets, I don't know. Uh, My mom's, sorry, you don't go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, all that to say is I think it's, it's a weird, it's sort of weird to sort of sit with that moment where you're like, is, is this going to give me hope? Is this the is this the path to hope? Is this the only thing I hope for? Because there's also a myriad of problems after even this president that like I I'm worried get ignored even if Biden wins and right. a lot of people are going to hit the right. reset button on like actually trying to move forward to give people a dignified life. Um mm. It's all just surreal. That's why in the end, I'm just sort of like, nah, nah, this, he's fucking evil. He comes out like some fucked up Charizard, just fucking like on some new shit. Uh, because, and th- yeah, to like your fear, Jamie, is that like that also would give him a bump in that sense that he's faster, stronger, smarter, more racist uh, after after recovering from COVID. Right. That like evil fortifies you. So keep keep being evil. Um, yeah. I will say there's a part of me that feels like, uh, you know, like hubris took Hitler down. Like Hitler thought he was, he was basically on his path to take over the world. So why not go after Russia? And I think in a weird way, it's what's going to take Trump down too. And I think he was ballsy with the call to Ukraine because the Mueller, like because Mueller didn't succeed in fully taking him down. And so mm-hmm. then that's what led to him being impeached. And I think weirdly with COVID, it's like, okay, the legal system is just acting slow because I agree with you. Every sort of advancement with, you know, Deutsche Bank, with his taxes, I've thought, there we go, there we go. Oh my God, it's going to end soon. I can't wait. Blah, blah, blah. Jared Kushner is going to be arrested tomorrow in New York. Anyway, none of that has been happening, but his hubris in thinking that he will not get sick when he is actually a person who is at a high risk for really getting the consequences of this disease is, is kind of, I mean, it's poetic. It's, it makes logical sense. Every leader has, who has come out like, you know, from Boris Johnson to Bolsonaro, we're doing the thing. It's like, I'm not wearing a mask. I shake hands. I'm with the people. They all, you know, you've, the thing is you fuck around with science and eventually you'll find out. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's just all I think I can muster up in terms of a take into with with this specific thing but the it's things as if that we reagan had been having unprotected sex in the 80s while <laughs> <Yeah>. admonishing <laughs> right yeah like... like the hiv aids epidemic yes but then, you exactly know, that assassination attempt made a lot of people feel very sympathetic towards him too which is the weird thing about all this right you know yeah. i think why a lot of people fear that this is going to create sympathy the bottom line is he continues to be evil his administration continues to go down a path of just abject authoritarianism uh and th- that's i'm i'm i'll have to keep my eye on many balls at once uh yeah but i'm glad everyone had know, a last night was fun that's all yeah. i know at this time last night was fun and we, hey, we will get, just see what happens get those little vic get those victories in where you where you can get them um you know yeah I'm, i think yeah. Right. after that the serotonin debate too it was kind of like i i think everyone was so 
depressed from um, watching the president refuse to condemn and basically encourage um, white supremacy, like among other things, I think everyone was so hopeless. And then this one thing, as was said, just like erupted us all into white aunts on Facebook. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And all this to say is like it all, what we do know is that hope Hicks is the first one that tested positive. Mm -hmm. Um, and the white house wanted to keep that a fucking secret at first. They found out Thursday and they said, quote, only a small circle of people initially knew Hicks had tested positive and senior staff sought to keep that information from being public. Uh, then it said a white house spokesperson told the Hill on Friday that it's up to Hicks, not the white house to decide whether to make personal health information public. Okay. Asshole. You have a fucking highly, whatever. I don't even need to explain that. Uh, thanks pieces of shit. So at that point, aides immediately were like, okay, what are we going to do? This means like, this is going to probably have a knock on effect on the campaign. They start, they noticed the president was unwell on Wednesday. They're like, yo, this dude's mad tired and they thought maybe it's the campaign, but other people like it could just be all this, you know, non-mask rare and shit. Maybe more cranky than usual. Something's not right. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) And, you know, with all that, they found out that uh, Hope Hicks tested positive. Trump carried on with like some golf, went to a fundraiser with supporters, took some photos. Uh, You know, it's just it's very irresponsible. But that's sort of the battle cry of the GOP right now is completely ignore this pandemic and rely on like this momentum of white uh, upper class privilege to try and insulate you from the reality that most other people are experiencing. So we'll see how long that goes. You know, I enjoyed the. No, sorry. Go ahead. I enjoyed the the Twitter theories that Hope Hicks was some kind of sleeper cell. That Amazing. she was like, I'll t- like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But the fact that she's like, okay, so cough in my mouth and then I'll <laughs> cough in the president's mouth. And then yeah. we're going to, that's like, that's like the shitty Aaron Sorkin edit of, of uh, this. Right. right. That is very I funny also to me. can't think of a, a, I can't think of someone who would be more likely to spread COVID to the president than Hope Hicks. Meaning that I was surprised even Melania had it because I'm convinced they only spend time together for photo ops or Mm -hmm. to leave a plane together. And she obviously looks like she is physically repulsed by touching him. But I don't think Eric Trump, for instance, would be able to get COVID from. uh, I don't think Eric Trump would be able to pass it to his father or even Ivanka. I don't think anyone spends as much time with him. He doesn't value anyone as much as Hope Hicks. I mean, people thought he was despondent when she left the White House. And that's why she had to come back because he trusted her and admired her so much. And we all know that's because she's hot. Oh, boy. Well, you know, Jared and Ivanka tested negative. So yeah. uh, keep, keep yeah. that one I mean, at this point, it's what Jared, Ivanka, the vice president, and Joe, Joe Biden have all tested neg. Yeah. yeah. But I know yeah. uh, Rana Romney McDaniel tested positive and some other people, whatever. I mean, that's it's, just this, one this letter away ongoing. from Rona. That's. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. all right. That's I like that risk. one. All right. Rona McDaniel. <laughs> all right. Let's take there a quick break at, and we'll be back. After this, and we're back. And this is a big question I've been thinking about during lockdown: introverts, extroverts, int- introverts, whatever. Oh, if you're a combo, 
uh, who has been who's been faring better during like the lockdowns and social distancing? If you go off of like internet chatter, you'd think that the like introverts are the ones winning. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the like tweets and things you see on Instagram seem to be like, this is, this is the time of the introvert because you know, the idea being that like they're used to being alone. So this isn't that much of an effect. There are a couple of researchers that were kind of like, is this true or not? (laughs) Now it's a hard, this is a very hard uh, study to really give that much weight to because the sample size is fairly small. And I think also just the fact that we are like in unprecedented times in terms of like media reach and general societal chaos. I don't know if that's a good, I don't know if you can ever have a good control group uh, right now uh, for how any of this would work. But mm-hmm. the the thing is that this, this um, <laughs> researcher starts off very being very academic about this idea that like the, like social media says introverts have been doing well. Quote, this wave of content points to a common belief among the general public that introverts are faring better than extroverts e.g. user-generated pictorial content, more colloquially known as memes. (laughs) However, the assumption seems counterintuitive in light of several previously documented characteristics of introverts, such as the tendency to experience emotions more intensely. I wanted to empirically test the claim that introverts are faring better than their extroverted counterparts. So what, you know, just very generally, superficially, they found that introverts weren't actually doing as well as extroverts, um, mm-hmm. saying that if anything, they were actually more, uh, like they were more susceptible to feelings of loneliness versus like mm-hmm. the forced social interactions that they would have if things were going on normally, like even then you do it, you don't like it, but it's happening. But they're saying that this has contributed again, very superficially, anecdotally that more introverts are saying like, I'm having a, a little bit of a harder time than I actually thought initially. Yeah. That I feel like that kind of tracks where I don't know, like I'm pretty introverted and in, in that I I don't I like to be at home and I don't like to hang like the relief that came like one of the few reliefs that came with lockdown was uh not feeling like I'm not socializing enough. I'm like, oh no one is socializing. This is great. Finally everyone's on right. my level. But that I mean, that wears off. <laughs> that ex- that very much wears off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was okay for the first, I want to say up to four months, I was okay. And I actually had yeah. a routine that was pretty down. Like, I made, I had a to-do list that literally included get dressed and drink water. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be in my pajamas all day. I'm going to drink water, work out for 30 minutes a day um read a little bit you know like i was very much in the zone in terms of staying productive and staying present and then about two months ago i just sort of had it and the Mm. days started really bleeding together and so i'm trying to pick it up again trying to get my routine back but yeah i'm I haven't craved going out like this since I was literally like 21 where I'm like, okay, I wish I just want to be in New York with Devin. I want to be walking around. I want to be sitting on a stoop, drinking coffee, trying to find a party to go to. Right, right. Devin, what about you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I actually don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert. I feel like I should take some kind of online quiz about that. Um, Cosmo quiz. But I Or BuzzFeed. yeah, some kind of like 17 ways to know. Um, but I 
I am really like socially awkward and have a lot of social anxiety, but I'm really codependent with the people in my life. So I, I love to socialize and go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for the first couple weeks, I, I'm now at my parents' house in New York. For the beginning, the first couple weeks of the outbreak getting serious, I was by myself in my apartment that I lived in by myself in LA. And mm. I swiftly spiraled into a mental breakdown. <laughs> like I was losing mm. my mind because I I think the social anxiety comes from me being a fearful person. And because I'm a fearful person, my mind is just like a hellhole of like all the worst case right, scenarios right. that can happen. Got away from um, you a bit, yeah. Yeah, I have OCD, so like every time I went outside, mm-hmm. I um, you know, couldn't stop thinking about it for the rest of the day. It was just like very bleak and I'm so so grateful that I got here when I did. Um, but yeah, I think like I have realized that I do rely so much on being filled with the joy of like other people's presence. <laughs> um Sure. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's hard for me to tell because I I definitely am not the kind of if I'm at a party where I don't know anybody I don't talk to anyone right like, I'm, same I'm instantly like whoop sorry not gonna yeah. be center stage here if it's <laughs> if it's an environment I'm I know enough people I'm a little bit more loose but even then like I'll typically like at a if someone has a birthday party at a bar I'm typically sat in the same spot the entire time like right. I'm not sure. going around like hey hey hey. And I yeah. know like it's one thing to be very like gregarious on mic and things like that. But I know personally, like I have to, I can't I can't get get my shit together with people around. Like I truly need that. Yeah. I have to retreat to like my temple of solitude at times. But I also am curious if I'm also missing out on a lot of this stuff in terms of lack of social interaction, because the benefit is like I record a podcast every day where I right. look at people mm-hmm. and I talk. And even though it's not physical, like I can get out a lot of. Like my like we're socializing for lack of a better term. Yeah. You're talking about what's going on with you. You're sharing your thoughts on this thing that happened. And I'm mm-hmm. and I wonder if like this has actually been the thing that is keeping me feel like still connected while at the same mm-hmm. time gaining the benefits of like not having to go out. Because I'm also like you, Jamie. I'm like, thank God I'm not missing out on shit. Cause I didn't care about the right. shit when it was going on, but people want to <laughs> make me feel like shit for missing it. And I'm like, but I, mean, I didn't I don't care miss about the that shit. That anxiety, but like I don't know. Yeah, it is it is really strange where I, I I'm glad that the first three months was kind of nice for for uh people who are socially anxious of like, oh well at least everything else has fallen to shit, but the, but that anxiety has been removed. But but that does like I don't know. Then it then it co- comes into like over isolation. Are you not reaching out to people when right. you should be because there's no one around to be like, hey, you seem a little off. Um, which is sometimes something that like I'll need is for someone just like someone I see a lot to be like, are you good? And then I'll be like, oh wait, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Turns out no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The accountability is completely different. It's like all up to you to. Keep in touch with people, seek help if you need it, like have mm-hmm. a schedule. That was a yeah. interesting adjustment, like making my own schedule. Um yeah, but I yeah, the podcast the, is really helpful. 
I think, yeah. and even like the one benefit is I, I've actually, because I realized my own inability to like communicate my needs in general, just because like I'm an only child and I'm like come from like an Asian culture where I'm not really going to advocate out loud for my own needs and shit like that, um, that it's it has given me a little bit more awareness that I've been more on top of like trying to connect with people that I normally haven't been because I'm like starting to see like within myself that need like that, you know, we got to got to check in more. So that's been like, mm -hmm. I think the one benefit is like through this, I've sort of helped, it's helped me bolster my skills of like outreach because I would not do that as much. So, mm -hmm. you know, you take it all with a grain of salt. And then yeah. uh, lastly, I just want to say someone sucker punched Rick Moranis in New York. Uh, you hate to see it. <sighs> yep. I don't know what happened, but not Rick Moranis. Good. Wow. Honey, I punched Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I punched the shit out of that dude. Uh, yeah, he he was just walking uh, down New York, minding his own, when some guy in an I Love NY hoodie just sneaks him with a quick one. Uh, and I don't think he was concussed or anything, but just a weird. It's like Rick Moranis is like the most like non-specific looking person. Where right. I don't know if this person was having a bad day, was on some shit or whatever, but uh, like also Rick Moranis was doing his most to stay out of the fucking spotlight. I know. And then he does now one on fucking TMZ. thing. He does one thing with Ryan Reynolds, and now he's getting fucking sucker punched in the streets of New York. I was going to say, he's about to retire forever. He's about to retire for fucking ever. Do you think he's going to be like, see, this is why I don't do this shit, man. I did one, I I did that one the, thing with Ryan. The guy just wanted him so. back in the spotlight. Maybe it's not that the right. guy hates him. It's that he loves him. Oh, shit. His <laughs> agent. Oh, my God. Rick Moranis' agent hired the dude to punch yeah. him. And That's then be like, the no, only look. twist I will accept. Is it someone he knows and has a beef going back to Little Shop of Horrors? What if it was Frank Oz and we just don't know? You know, we don't know who <laughs> it is. <laughs> little Shop Could of have Horrors. Been Frank Oz sucker punch him in the middle of the street. That's canon. Oh man, That's well, canon. we'll have to. Well, there'll, there'll be more on this story. I'm sure this will be developing as much as the president's uh, health status. So we'll keep an oh, eye yeah. on this one. Yeah. Um, but. Thank you so much, uh, Carolina and Thank Devin, you for guys. joining us today. Thanks for what a pleasure. Us. Thanks for being Where here. Where can people find you and follow you and, 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 and tell us about your show, though? You know what I mean? Let's talk about oh True Romance. Oh, my goodness. Because okay, people need so, to know why this dynamic duo is blessing us on the mic today. People really need to know about True Romance. Uh, the True Romance podcast with Carolina Barlow and Devin Leary, you can find on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's okay. Devin and I uh, are unhinged. Our love stories that I would describe as unhinged mm -hmm. and in constant development. Uh, so if you ever want to hear horror stories about times Devin and I have been kicked out of dorm rooms, um, constant rejection from mm -hmm. the opposite sex, or <laughs> constant paranoia when we have successfully trapped a man into being in a relationship with us. That's we, true romance. Yeah, we like mm -hmm. to talk about a lot of celebrity relationships. Um, I really, I really hope that my obsession with strangulation that came to light on this podcast doesn't deter mm -hmm. you. I think that's a horrible thing. Again, I was just researching a project. <laughs> don't worry, I don't think that'll affect people's taste. But I like that. <laughs> just put it out. She is not so, a strangulation fan. Canceled. I'm not. That's not who I am. And I just want to say <laughs> that if you want to know who I am, 
And if you want to know more about who Carolina is and see maybe some of her her own lowbrow moments, you should right. tune in. And you can find the podcast also on Instagram at at True Romance Pod. I think right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've I remember when you were first talking about this idea, Carolina. And you were just rattling off some tales the two of you had. And I I could not stop laughing because in a way, like, it's hard to believe that this is a real person's life and not a brilliantly written (laughs) script. Oh, Um, thank you. And not a tragedy. Thanks. (laughs) However you want to put that. I was just like, I'm like, these are some solid fucking stories you got. And so, yes, if if you really want to get into like the nitty gritty of it, you got to check out True Romance. Um, So Twitter and Instagram wise, where can people find y'all personally? And what's a tweet that you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me at Carolina underscore Barlow on Twitter. Instagram, you can find me at Carolina Rose Barlow. As for a tweet I've been enjoying, I would say Matt Rogers on Twitter celebrating Trump's diagnosis has been my favorite account to follow. It includes him saying that if Melania, if you insult Christmas during Mariah Carey's Christmas week, you get COVID. And that this Ooh. was all... Yep. Karma that's, for Melania that's coming after Christmas. Exactly. I believe. Uh, what about you, Devin? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, I think, oh yeah, it's delirious, um, but with a zero instead of an O because I'm fancy like that. Woo! Um, okay. All right, hacker. And <laughs> because I am Mr. Robot. And <laughs> She's a bot. My... Instagram is at Devin Hunter Leary. I think I was gonna do a funny tweet, but I think I'm actually going to recommend my boyfriend's Twitter, not because he's my boyfriend, but because he has been predicting and commenting on a lot of stuff that I think is really important. He calls the media out for not talking about, not making the fact that the president said that the Proud Boys should stand by Stuff like that, like the fact that the media didn't make that the number one headline the next day, it was all like chaotic back Mm -hmm. and forth, like fiery debate. Um, So I want to recommend his Twitter. Matt Negrin. Yeah, at Matt. I think it's at Matt Negrin. Again, I am Mr. Robot. Yeah, (laughs) I would would clown on Devin if she was just saying this because he's her boyfriend, but he is followed by the likes of Ben Rhodes, Jon Favreau, Frank Rich. He's actually a pretty notable political voice, and that is a humble brag of me being friends with Devin on him. He's an Emmy-nominated journalist. We really, we stand, Matt. Jamie, <laughs> thank you for helping me co-host. Really, thank you for hosting today. Where can people find you and follow you, and what's the tweet that you like? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh, I am. I, I wrote an episode of Magical Girl Friendship Squad on Sci-Fi this weekend, so you can go watch that. It's a really fun uh, cartoon. And a tweet I'm enjoying, just a perfect wholesome tweet from my co-host Caitlin Durante. Um, at Caitlin Durante, it's October, so it's a good time to remind everyone that Caitlin Durante anagrams to Nine Tit Dracula. Um, which wow. is, I think, my favorite anagram of her name. So it is the season for oh, my yeah. favorite Caitlyn anagram. Nitro Dracula is the goat. Is the goat anagram? I mean, it's it was Latin dancer visceral. UTI. 
Latin yes, Dancer UTI is... felt good, but like Nine Tit Dracula is a fucking wave <laughs> that I want to I want to ride all the way into the shore. Franchise, yeah, ride it Woo! to the. Goddamn oh, you're right. Movie. Yo, don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. We need to fucking. There... We need to copyright that shit. We have Nine Tit Dracula lunch boxes and everything. I can see it now. You can find us uh, at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where I post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Thank you so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't really have any tweets that I've liked because I haven't been on Twitter or social media. Just kind of an ongoing experience uh, in preserving preserving my emotional state. Uh, Shout out to, uh, you know... the many articles I read that helped me nudge myself in this direction uh, because I realized I have so much thoughts are not consumed by what I think I'm about to see on social media. It's, it's what a difference that makes. But shout out to everybody. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, because I go there occasionally, I'm not going to lie, uh, but just not like regularly at Miles of Gray, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, maybe I'll just post stories on Instagram. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, a tweet that I like? Don't know. But I will say this. Uh, love to everybody who's listening to this show and to this yeah. artist that we're going to ride out on. We are going to go out on a track by a band called Beak. And then it has like the greater than symbol. So it's almost like a little beak, you know, uh, alphanumerically. Now, this band, it's like members from like Portishead are in this band. That's why I like it because I love Portishead as a group. Uh, this is where they just kind of do their own thing. Uh, just just really atmospheric stuff it's like got rock elements to like reggae even in certain tracks this is a track from beak called ken k-e-n-n and it's got like it's dark rocky but it's got class to it i don't know this is just something you have to listen to if you like the idea of people from portishead splitting off to start their own band that's like just vibey as fuck then this is for you uh and with that start your week off on that one thanks for stopping by we'll keep you updated on president's state i guess uh, and all that and until next time or until trends later today we'll see you then bye bye